This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good fucking evening, good night, wherever the hell you are and wherever you're listening, you're so welcome here at Ask Floss. Thank you so much for tuning in to my weekly Ask Me Anything. I'm here to answer your questions and hopefully help with your dilemmas. So let's get straight into it with your first question. My employer has low-key ghosted me. Am I fired? What do I do? So what's the contract with your employer? Are you on a freelance basis and they haven't got enough work in for you? So they're not contacting you? Do you work in an office? Or have you been offered a job and no one's followed up? I definitely would need some more context for this, but definitely worth reaching out to your employer. You know, this is uh, if you've got a contract with someone, you've got a freaking contract, you've got bills to pay, reach out to them. Okay, on to the next question. I get so awkward about making friends now I'm not at school or uni. I made a friend recently, but I'm really busy and burnt out with work and keeping up with my friends and family existing friend drama. I don't want this new friend to think I'm not interested in being mates because she's so cool, but I also don't have the capacity for more socialising right now. Help. Oh my God, this is, yes, I've had this situation recently also. Literally just tell her. Tell her exactly what you told me. Be like, I'm so obsessed with you. I want to hang out with you all the time. I want to see you. But I don't have the time. Can we schedule a friend date to hang out at this day? Or can I get back to you when I'm feeling less stressed because I want to be my best self for you? I also do this with dating as well. Like I've told someone I'm so busy right now, but I want my time with you to be just so unfettered by all of this stuff that I'm going through. So can we reschedule? People love it when you say that, truly, because they they, they feel prioritized in a way that you want to spend only your best time with them you know also sometimes your friends want to be there when you're stressed sometimes they want to help you so allow yourself to be helped also next question queer spaces in london for solo travelers the only lesbian bar i know of is she bar in soho it's not for everyone but it is a place where lesbians go (laughs) there's also heaven and gay i actually don't know of any other place oh yeah dolphin superstore um Dolston Superstore I've been there quite a few times again it's another like club scene vibe but they do have drag brunches on a Sunday they have other events sometimes they host like vintage fairs in their basement in in the basement sounds a bit weird but it's gorgeous yeah Dolston Superstore and also if you just google it or go on Facebook events there's lots of queer events so try them out okay on to the next question my friend went back to her manipulative abusive ex what do i do this is so fucking tricky sometimes you have to let them go into the darkness and it's not you letting something happen at all it's just if you become another controlling force in your friend's life telling her what to do she will likely run further to her abuser because he's probably already brainwashed her anyway so yeah unfortunately that's what happens also i totally just assumed that this was a man which is awful women can be manipulative and abusive too so whatever the gender of this person is your friend running back to them you have to let them go sometimes you have to let them go and be there for them when they come back it's literally like watching someone get into a cult the more you try and tell them it's not good for them you just know that the partner is actively brainwashing the person to stay with them so two opposing forces 
We'll just push up closer to them. Okay, on to the next question. What is a life lesson that you heard once and has echoed ever since? Just trash your gut. Trust your gut. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. Okay, on to the next question. Things that you do that make you feel like you're coming back to yourself when you get a bit lost. Drawing. Going for walks and drawing every single time. That's it. And saying no to social events and gatherings because I'll just bail myself out socially and I have to say no to those things quite a lot. Okay, on to the next question. How to keep yourself busy after a long-term breakup? See your friends. Go see your friends. Your friends are there for you. They're going to be there for you. They were always there for you. And if you don't have friends there for you, go see family. And if you don't have family there for you, there are books. Read books. Get lost in books. Go for walks. You can find yourself. You can do things leaping into the unknown. I always feel like a breakup is just the prime time to just change everything and reflect and reevaluate life sending you so much fucking love i can't imagine how stressful and heartbreaking that must be okay on to the next question how do you journal do you have prompts no so i do morning pages where i basically just write three longhand pages of my stream of consciousness to declutter my life it's a concept created by julia cameron you should definitely check out her work Okay, on to the next question. How do we make Christmas magical as adults? I love a good roast dinner. I love cooking a roast dinner. That to me is magical. Cooking Christmas dinner with someone is gorgeous. Friends, date, family, whatever. I love doing that. I love preparing food. It's probably one of my favourite things to do. I love it. Okay, on to the next question. How to manage situations you can't control? You can't manage the situation! If you can't manage it, you can't control it. But you can manage yourself. I think that's the key thing here. You can manage yourself. I'm still learning how to handle this as well. Normally, if I'm feeling out of control, I need to set a shit ton of boundaries. And I've been crossing them myself. And I'm just quite annoyed at myself for overstepping them. So relax, pause, and question whether there's something you can do with yourself. You can't control the situation, but you can't control yourself. On to the next question. How to step into my queerness after a divorce from a 15-year marriage with a man. Gently, tenderly, cautiously, carefully, slowly. Though you may find yourself going the complete other way. You might be like, oh my God, I need to make up for all of my life's not realising I was queer and just go out and have sex with everyone. That's also a route that some people follow. And I recommend it if it's something you, you feel is instinctive to you and you want to do. You learn a lot very quickly, but you don't need to learn that quick. You know, you can just kind of gently dip your toes into the lady pond so to speak and have fun with it you don't need to rush into anything there's no urgency on it your life's not going anywhere you don't need to rush yourself into a, in, into another unhappy relationship you know just because they're a woman and you want to experience like yeah maybe take some time to heal and recover from your marriage and uh, dip your toes in see how you feel Okay, on to the next question. Do you have any tips for a breakup? I want to bathe in self-love and rituals. Okay, self-love and rituals. Well, to me, that looks like getting a consistent morning routine. I'm a big morning person. So if you're not a morning person, sorry. But this, this is my, my life and the stuff that I do and have done after a breakup. 
is hold on to those rituals for your goddamn fucking life. Whenever I've been going through something traumatic that I've been experiencing, I've always made sure I've got at least one walk in a day, even if it's freezing, just getting the fuck out of my house helps me so much. It's doing the stuff that you don't want to do. Sometimes you won't want to go for a walk, you won't want to get out of your bed, but it will make you feel amazing afterwards. So it's thinking about the after effects of the things you want to do. Cooking yourself dinner, lighting candles when no one is around journaling, writing to your future self. All of this stuff can be so much fun. So yeah, definitely try to indulge in some gorgeous rituals. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Okay, on to the next question. I need to feel desired by men to feel good about myself. How do I get over this? Oh, this is the thing. I feel like human beings, and particularly women, we're encouraged to view ourselves and that we don't really exist if there's not a mirror, metaphorical mirror there, to show us who we are. You exist without a man looking at you. You exist without your friends looking at you. You exist without social media looking at you. You exist whether, and you're doing all the things you're doing, whether people are there to witness it or not. The work that you do in private will reflect in every single fucking facet of your life. Don't think that anything goes unnoticed. Um, if you're not posting on social media or if there's not a man there to stare at you and uh, witness you or desire you. Um, I think that I think that when it comes to needing men to desire you to feel good about yourself, 
Um, it's probably something that most women, I've said this in a previous episode of Ask Floss, but even I know lesbians who have struggled with needing male validation before. You're not immune to it just because of your sexuality either. It's something that we're literally bred and is ingrained in us to think about ourselves that we need men's approval. And we fucking don't. Like, I don't know about you, but when I'm looking at girls on the street and I'm looking at who I'm inspired by, I'm looking at other girls. I'm not looking to men for inspiration on on how to look or how to be and I think if you think about other women looking at you in that way and other women looking at you for their inspiration it can kind of change your mind a little bit on who you're doing it for so you know when you're on a night out or you're in the club toilets or anywhere and a girl compliments your fucking outfit and it makes you feel like fucking gold I thought I was doing a lot of things for male validation and a lot of the time actually I was doing it because I wanted girls to think I was cool. So sometimes realise that you have a lot of power with other women and how women view you as well. And try to be, it's so fucking cliche, it's literally the least original thought ever, but it's really impactful when I first heard it about looking at yourself as though you're a child on the street who is in complete awe of you and dressing to be the person that younger you would have been so impressed by when you were younger. I think that's what I'm becoming each and every day and that is what makes me feel so confident. Also, when it comes to male validation, sometimes you just need to go fucking cold turkey on them. You need to go cold turkey on male validation and completely detox yourself from it, you know? Like not seeking it in the looks of random men on the street, not seeking it online, whatever it is you need to do. Okay, on to the next question. I may be bisexual, but I don't have any queer friends. How do I figure out my sexuality without community? Oh my God, such a good question. First of all, definitely fucking follow Hot Mespian on Instagram. And all the other amazing queer women meme accounts. God, I'm such a dyke is a really good one. Also just such an iconic handle. There's loads of stuff. Also, watching The L Word. I feel like watching The L Word made me feel in some kind of faux community with queer women when I was like 14 to 15. In a way, I felt really understood about the kind of life that I wanted for myself growing up um, just through watching The L Word. There's so many problems with it, whatever, but it's still... It's trash, but it's ours and it's great and wonderful and amazing. And just also seeing a little utopia where women kind of exist without men unless they're a literal sperm donor or a gay neighbour, like a gay guy neighbour. Or a boyfriend that gets dumped. It's just so funny and iconic and hilarious. So I think engaging with queer culture online can definitely help you ease into that and feel in community with other queer people. It definitely helped me when I couldn't talk to anyone about my sexuality. Okay, next question. Can you please sketch Rose from Girl Crush for us? I fancy them. Rose changes in my mind all the time. So they definitely always have this like black short hair, piercings in their ears, covered in tattoos, very androgynous look. But I don't want to draw Rose because I like that. I, def- I definitely have an image of Rose in my mind, but I don't want to draw Rose because then that's what Rose becomes. And I like the thing with fiction of Rose being a different person for every single person that reads the book. I've definitely left in some descriptors in Girl Crush for Rose. So I'm just interested to see what people think Rose looks like more than anything. Sorry. Okay, on to the next question. Opinions on queer baiting. When it comes to gender expression, do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. I don't care. Like, that to me, if you're talking about that kind of queer baiting, if you're talking about, like, straight women posting on social media, kissing other girls to get attraction from men, yeah, that is quite annoying as a feminine queer person who is never really taken seriously or is harassed on the street by men when I'm kissing girls. So, yeah, that kind of stuff is really fucking annoying. And I think that it just takes a little bit of self-awareness to know that 
oh, actually, we're doing this to get attention from boys. But then also, like, I don't really know. I just, I'm happy with people doing their own thing, doing whatever the fuck they want to do. I don't even really know what queer baiting is. Can you pretend to be? I've never heard anyone actually go, let's pretend to be queer to get attention. It's more like, can we play up this kind of, because actually queer, no, no, no girls would kind of put themselves at risk of facing homophobia if they were straight. I think it's more they know that there's a safety within what they're doing. And that's the, that, I think that's the element that gets queer people riled up is that when we see straight people dip their toes into queerness without facing the homophobia and almost like trying it on as some kind of lifestyle thing or something to get attention, that's the thing that's really annoying, right? I suppose, and I don't know if this is correct or whatever, but it was a bit like how people of colour feel about, I don't know, the Kardashians wearing black hairstyles and then changing it the next day. You know, it's the dipping in and out of the aesthetic when you don't actually face the struggles that come with it. So... I can understand why some people are quite annoyed about it. Yeah, I, my opinions on this are kind of, meh, I don't know. I think people should be able to dress the way that they want, you know, as long as they're not appropriating culture or whatever. But when it comes to queerness, you know, people are playing with gender roles and gender norms all the time. But what is confusing now is now that every fucking woman is wearing suits, it's so hard to to, to see who's gay and who's not. Like in the media, you don't know who's gay. I think that literally every woman in a suit is gay when I see it. So it's becoming harder to discern. So, yeah, there's that. Not really a finished thought on that one. Work in progress. Oh, there were some juicy ones in there. I love getting to help you guys where I can. So thank you so much for sending in your questions. That's all for this week. Love you. Bye.